stand by for those Lock who are listening. Stand by for those listening to me on Blog Talk Radio. We're about to start a sermon on the arm of God. Please stand by. I have a lot of technical configurations to do before I get on air. If I don't do these protocols, I know the enemy very well, and he will try to shut me off. So I'm preventing him to do that. Sound check, testing one, two. Okay, welcome to Live Deliverance Internet Radio. Those who are at www.livedeliverance.com, welcome. We're about to get ready to start a live teaching. And I want to start this thing off by hitting the button, go live, so we can go in our Facebook uh, sector and bring the Word of God and hit this little button here. Okay. And hang on. And it's time to turn the phone off. Again, welcome to... LiveDeliverance.com. We're at www.LiveDeliverance.com. I had a pastor out of Los Angeles, California, wanted me to teach this sermon. I want to thank him for calling in, and God bless you, brother, and I pray that your staff will learn something and those who you have with you for this night's teaching. We're going to be dealing with the armor of God. Amen. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, how God has anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost, and who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Lord, use me as your oracle. Allow the power of God to penetrate the hearer. We bind every satanic force that will come up against this teaching in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And we ask that those hear this will have a better understanding of the arm of God so that they can fight the wiles of the enemy and his darts, based on Ephesians 6.17. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. When you have anger, bitterness, resentment, hate, no love in your heart, pride, arrogance, haughtiness, argumentative, you can't not have the arm of God on. If you get upset very quick, quick temper, impatient, irritable, you cannot be a good deliverance minister. I can tell you that right now because they didn't script off. Instead of dealing with a demon, you're all messed up. And a lot of people do not realize that they do not have their arm of God. You know, I get, oh my God, I got some people next door who know I'm coming on and they want to hear the word. I got to open the door because I have a computer in my living room where people can uh, sit there. So let me let me go. Please open the door for them. Wait one minute. All right. Thank you for your patience. So a lot of people, when they are upset, they do not realize that they don't have their arm of God on. You cannot have your arm of God operating in the soul, your flesh. <laughs> if you don't put it under subjection, it's just not going to happen. Most people just hear the arm of God. Oh, they didn't heard thousands of sermons probably in your lifetime. 
but do you put it on every day? We all are guilty. You know, you can get in ministry and get tripped up with the least little thing, especially with the arm of God on the phone ring. You just start in the ministry. You ain't getting up praying, covering yourself. Do you get up and thank the Lord for a day? Do you pray before you start your morning? All of us need to do that. We just get up. Like we're going to get up tomorrow. Right? Tomorrow's not promised for nobody. Aiming for defense with the arm of God. Scripture command us to be properly attired for battle. This is not an option, nor is it something that automatically happens through some kind of spiritual onipotence as a result of being a Christian. You don't just zap on the arm of God. Now, there are some components that go with the arm of God. If you don't have no faith, you really can't cast out demons. Jesus said, oh, do you have little faith? Bring them to me. If you don't have faith, you can't use the arm of God on because you don't see it. Most of you are sight eyeball observers. You're good in your eyeball, your natural eye. That's not your spiritual eye. Demons are unseen forces, persons without bodies, demonic entities, fallen angels. A third of Satan's kingdom was cast out of heaven. Because of his foolishness and pride got in his heart. I had a man named James Jones. Stonewall Jackson is a good man. He told me that, and now he's calling me back, telling me. Well, he heard it from a director, but then he heard a sermon about a lying spirit. He had so much pride in him, and the Holy Ghost was talking straight to him about politics and Trump and all of this, adding Trump with Jesus. Don't, don't, you can't compare Trump and Jesus Christ, okay? Please. Don't even go there with me. Hmm. And pride got in him. Well, you'd like for me to pray over you? Sound to be most superior over me. And I just, he just heard a sermon on, the, on my broadcast about a lying spirit. But he want to pray over me, but he didn't, oh, well, I learned some things. Pride. He can't have the arm of God on with pride. The helmet of salvation to cover your head from foolishness. You're in the flesh. It's a battle for all of us. Somebody, we are all dealing with something. I really believe that half of us have a half armor on. But we're going to learn about the whole armor. We'll pray by faith that God gives you grace to put it on for me, for all of us. Amen. So let's walk through this thing together. As a result of being a Christian, we are to put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, Ephesians 6, 11. You know, I had, and I was praying about, and I'm not going to do it now, because I was wanting to see, can I get commercialization on Instagram or my radio station? That's like going into a pornography house. Everybody's showing their buttocks. Everybody all over the world. Just, I don't need to get on that. I said, this ain't, this, ain't, this ain't for the radio station. I, I had to be armored up. Now, if you ain't armored up, something's going to happen to you. When God gives us an armor, he says, put on the armor. Do you know that most Christians don't even know or never heard of anything about the armor of God? 
It's sad. The most most Christians don't even care. When you don't care about spiritual things, you are lost. When you can just commit any kind of sin and don't feel bad over it, even if you may struggle with it and go into the sin, I guarantee you, you're going to feel bad if you got the Holy Spirit in you. You're going to feel bad, then you got to go through it over and in, and it keeps messing up your arm. It messes up my arm when we fall into sin. All sin brings death. And when we fall into it, we feel guilty. It's no way you got, it's God's mercy and grace obtaining us at that time of weakness. Because I really believe that the devil can really wipe us out if it wasn't for grace. We need to thank the Lord that there's grace in time of need, Hebrews 4.16. Jesus says in John 8.32, ye shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. The belt of truth stands, therefore, with gritting your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, Ephesians 6.14. That's all truth. We're not just saying truth for the Bible. Trump did not win the election. There's a lot of born-again Christians believe that Donald J. Trump won the election. He didn't. That's not true. And a lot of Christians get offensive when I say that he didn't win. You can't make something out of something. And now how are you going to be a born-again Christian and believe a lying spirit and now you want the arm of God on? You see how double-minded that is? Truth in everything, especially with the Word of God and other truths as you study and search, truth protects us in two ways. First, it offers knowledge and understanding. When we know the truth about a given situation, we can avoid error that might lead to bondage. And there's a lot of us that are in bondage. In Ephesians 6.10, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Now, if you're not strong in the Lord, you can't put the armor on because... <laughs> 2 Timothy 2, 3 says, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. I find myself, and I'm not going to tell people what I did in the military because I want to stay humble. I ain't, I ain't trying to say, oh, he did. I was in the military. Anyway, let me just say this. I use a lot of my military training in the ministry, not toward demons, but staying up longer hours, studying longer, downloading you know, I, I, I'll have some uh, some problems. I start praying in tongues. I get to myself, and then the Lord begins to, I can, as I'm praying in the Holy Ghost, I can hear the Lord say, forgive yourself. I'm praying in the Holy Ghost. I'm building up my Holy Ghost right now. Because what I'm trying to do is to be a hardened soldier of Jesus Christ. We are supposed to be soldiers. Did you realize that? The Bible says we are an army with banners in the book of Psalm of Solomon. We are a banner of army in the book of Psalm of Solomon. In the book of Psalm of Solomon, we are a band of army. Remember that. Remember that. In, in the uh, Solomon's chapter, Song of Solomon chapter 6, Verse 10, who is the looker forth as the morning, fair as the moon, clear as the sun? 
and terrible as an army with banners. We're supposed to have banners up. But if you don't know spiritual warfare, you're not going to have any banner on. <laughs> I, I hate to say that. Then it says in Ephesians 6, 10, Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power. Now, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, I really doubt that you have the arm of God. What do you mean? You don't speak in tongues? That's an armor. Tongues is an armor. It's a shield that protects your prayer when your prayer needs to get to heaven. Undisturbed. Where the Holy Spirit make groanings with, about your personal problems straight directly to heaven. That's an offensive weapon. You know, when we look at the arm of God, we're just looking at what Ephesians 6, uh, 6, 12 says, but there's other areas, and I'll show you tonight in the Bible, where there's the arm of God that's mentioned in other facets of Scripture. In 1 Corinthians, this is, I consider this as an offensive weapon, because you carry the, the problem to your Savior, not confrontation with the devil. And this can build you up so that you can put your arm of God on. In 1 Corinthians 14, 1, it says, follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that ye may prophesy. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him. Here we go now. Watch this. Howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. See there? In the spirit you speak in mysteries to God about your problem. I did that. And in two days, the third day, we got computers. And I was working three straight days, and not one dime came in. And God moved on Brother Paul's heart, and bam, three brand-new computers. I prayed in tongues. I was under attack this whole week. I had to make a decision. Stay, go back to Jamaica or come back to the United States and wait to get my case taken care of and do a lot of things where I rushed to go back. See, when you go and do something, you've got to be armored up, man. And if you're hesitant to make any decision, make sure you consult the Lord before you make any decision. You have to be armored up. And the offensive weapon to alleviate the stress that may come on you if you're having some personal problems, most Christians take their problems more soulish than spiritual. They want to hear you. Oh, man, I'm good. I, I really don't like hearing all this crazy stuff. But as a pastor, I just had to sit there and just listen to I don't really be listening to people. I just pray in tongues. The Lord said, he ain't talking about nothing. Just pray in tongues. And then he said, okay, go back. Now, here's what he said. So I don't really have to hear that stuff. But if you are a Christian and you are dealing with some serious uh, situations, it's best to pray in the Holy Ghost because you'll build up your holy faith. That's an offensive weapon. You've got to have faith to believe that there's an arm of God on. In Jude 1, uh, Jude 1, 20, it says, But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith. Look at that. That's, how do you build up holy faith? Praying in the Holy Ghost. So holy faith, the Bible says we have holy faith. That's a part of our armor. Holy faith is different from faith. Faith come by hearing, hearing by the word of God. The just shall live by faith, Habakkuk 2.4. 
but ye beloved, building up yourself on your most holy faith. But you got to build up. How do you build yourself? Praying in the Holy Ghost. That's an offensive weapon. You have to have the Holy Ghost. The Bible says in Acts 1.8, but ye shall receive power, power, dynuminous, power. Ye shall receive dynuminous, power, after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Dynuminous. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. In Ephesians 6, 11, it says, put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. In, in, in Ephesians 6, 14, it says, stand therefore having your lines girded about with truth, all types of truth. See, if you believe a lie, you don't have the lines girded about with truth. And I showed James Jones that Stonewall Jackson was no good man. He told me Stonewall Jackson is a good man. You lost your mind. You want to pray over me believing this stuff? Ain't no way he got truth. But see, when you believe a lie, there's no truth on you. These so-called evangelical Christians talking about God ordained Donald Trump. God ordained Donald Trump to do nothing. He was a puppet for the world. Presidents don't have no power. They don't run the United States. Corporate America runs the United States of America. Okay? He's, just a, he's a puppet. Just as well as the demon when it dwells your body. If you don't have the arm of God on with these old crazy evil thoughts that you may be dealing with, all kind of thought, any kind of thought that's not of a good report can open up the doors for demonization. And that's because people don't have their arm of God, they're helping the salvation. If thou shalt think an evil thought, Ezekiel 38.10, that thought won't cast the imagination down, but yet you got the arm of God on. No, you don't. Truth protects us in two ways. First, it offers knowledge and understanding. When we know the truth about a given situation, we can avoid error that might lead to bondage. In Galatians 5.1 says, Stand fast, wherefore, in the liberty where Christ has made us free, and be not entangled again with the what? Yoke of bondage. Now, if you've got bondage on you, ain't no way in the world you're going to have any armor on you because you bowed bow all down. You're in bondage. You, 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 you are out of the will of God. You, you messed up, you're overthinking, rationalizing. That's not the arm of God. That's the arm of your mind and your soul working together to try to come up with a solution that it ain't going to work. It ain't going to happen. You have to have the mind of Christ, Philippians 2, 5. A lying spirit produces inferiority, fear, guilt, doubt, and a lack of confidence and trust. Everything that flows from us must cover and convey to truth. Truth stops error. In First John 4, 6, we are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Paul appeared to have ranked the demons in warfare. This is why it's really important that we put the full arm of God. Now, when you hear the words principalities, a lot of you may not know that, but since this deliverance and we're dealing with putting the arm on, I need to put some demonology in it. Demonology is the study of deceit. A principality, you need to understand what this is, because when you have your armor on, it protects you from these particular forces. Uh, these demons are territorial. They live in one geographical area and do not seem to travel very far. 
mountains, ranges, rivers, lakes, and other natural divisions of land from their boundaries where people move from one city to another. Principalities do not usually follow. They just stay there. There's a principality of homosexuality over America. There's a principality of the spirit of lust over the whole world. There's a principality of the spirit of hate and racism in Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia. These are principalities hanging over these. They ain't left. Look at the spirit of murder, a mob arbery. Look at it. Look at the murders, whether they police shootings or innocent people. These are principalities that's working, working this thing up. What are powers? Powers are stronger than principalities. These demons are more mobile. Powers may actually inhabit people where lesser demons are commissioned to harass and to wear people down to make them vulnerable to inhabitations. Lesser demons enter a person after more powerful ones get in. And if you don't have your arm of God on, you're going to be messed up. Rulers of the darkness of, of, of this, these demons affect the overall spiritual condition of a place. For example, when the prince of the power of Persia hindered the prayers of Daniel, this suggests that a single demon or a strong man, which is in Matthew twelve twenty nine, is called a strong man. Now, you've got to have the arm of God on to deal with a strong man. It is reasonable for such activity. Spiritual hosts of wickedness in high places. These appears to be the strongest of the demons possible for the development of spiritual counterfeits that keep people in bondage. These may be the demons who help create a belief system such as another gospel, money coming unto me, another Jesus, Craft or Dollar formation of teaching, Eddie Long's formation of teaching, Joe Osteen's formulation of teaching, and T.T. Jakes. Also, Jesse DePlantis, Kenneth Copeland, Juanita Bynum. And Satanism also is created by this spiritual host that operates in major government cities and in churches. Especially a church that don't have the Holy Ghost and do not allow deliverance ministry in that church. Oh, it's going to be all kind of misguided people up in there. In warfare, ignorance of the enemy can lead to defeat. How can any army operate effectively if it does not know the tactics of those it oppose? Again, we are a spiritual army, as I said earlier in Psalm of Solomon 610. Who is she that looketh forth as the morning, far as the moon, clear as the sun? and terrible as an army with banners. Also in Psalm of Solomon 6, 4, it says, Thou art beautiful, O my love, O Taurus Mary, calmly as Jerusalem, terrible as an army with banners again. What hinders us from putting on the arm of God? Hmm? What hinders us? Why, don't, why is it that it, you can hear this, but you don't put, them on, put it on every day? Lack of belief. Don't have time for the spirit world, but yet you are in the spirit world. When Paul says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, that's the problem that we have. This is why we have to have the arm of God on. You don't need the arm of God on for a natural person, but you need the arm of God on for that demon in that person. The word principalities is in the Bible seven times. One Jeremiah chapter 13, verse 18. Two, Romans chapter 8, verse 38. Three, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 10. Four, 
Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, 5, Colossians chapter 1, verse 16, 6, Colossians chapter 2, verse 15, and 7, Titus chapter 3, 1. Rulers of the darkness of this world, let's read this in Luke chapter 22, verse 53. Luke 22, 53. When I was daily with you in the temple, he stretched forth no hands against me. But this is your hour and the power of darkness. Then took they him and led him and brought him into the high priest's house, and Peter followed afar off. And when they had kindled a fire in the midst of the hall and were set down together, Peter sat down amongst them, but a certain man beheld him and sat by the fire earnestly and looked and said, This man was also with him. And he denied him, saying, Woman, I know him not. That was a principality moving on this man, on Peter. Peter was in fear. He was scared. The human part of him had no armor on because if he would have had his armor on, he wouldn't have denied Christ. So we all can be like Peter to the Lord. When we don't have our armor. I would like to connect the armor with Christ, which have never been taught like that. The Lord told me that you have a pioneer anointing. So I'm teaching things that normal people don't teach. I'm, I have my own way of teaching. It's by the Holy Ghost. You should have your own way when God calls you to do something. Your own way that the Holy Spirit would teach you how to do deliverance. You don't have to copy after nobody. You have to create who you are through Christ Jesus. Amen. Spiritual wickedness in high places. Let's look at an example of this in Acts chapter 16 through 16 through 19. Acts chapter 16. Sixteen, sixteen through 19. And it came to pass. As we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination. That's witchcraft. There are two kingdoms, Matthew 12, 26 and 12, 28. In order to be effective Christian, you have to have the arm of God if you're going to come up against anything such as divination, witchcraft, fortune teller, Ouija board, black magic, white magic, condoms, Hare Krishna, Rosicrucianism, biofeedback, etc., etc., etc. Possessed with a spirit of divination, met us, which brought her master much gain by soothsaying, prophesying prophecy without the Holy Spirit of soothsaying. And they was making money off of it. Well, it's the same thing in these churches that prosper. They're making money off you. Don't anybody got nobody talking about no armor of God and thy money coming unto me? Y'all talking about a dollar bill with a dead man on their own pres- their own slaves. In America, <laughs> the same followed Peter and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. And this did she many days. But Paul, being grieved, turned to the Spirit and said, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out of that hour. And when his, her masters saw that the hope of their gains was gone, 
they called Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers. See, how the devil counteract that? Those are spiritual wickedness in high places when you see manifestations like that. Okay, Ephesians six thirty thirteen. Wherefore, taking you the whole armor, the Bible says we have to take the whole armor that you may be able to stand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Now, let's look at the whole armor. There are a lot of armor in the Bible that a lot of people don't realize, and I'm going to do as best I can to give it to you. Amen. Let's let's do that. I'm, I'm going to get, do the best I can to give that to you. And I don't want to double this, so I'm going to do this. Okay. Now, we see the arm of God in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. That's really what I was coming and reading from. But I'm going to start back now because I want to show you some other scriptures in the Bible that deal with the armor of God that's not in the book of Ephesians 6.12. Amen? So let's look at this. Let's go to verse 14. And wherefore, take unto you the whole arm of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. So what's the purpose of the arm of God? To stand in the evil day. That's going to be an evil day that's going to come at us. The Bible says, in the evil day. That's the time of your temptation, the time of your trials. We're all being tested every day. But if you don't have your arm of God, and you start looking at everything personal to the person, start getting angry real fast, and getting blown up and keep getting angry and keep getting angry at people and hollering at people, uh, you ain't got no armor on. You got armor demons. If you're bitter, you ain't got no armor gone on. That armor going to fall off. It ain't going to work. You're carrying a weight that you're not supposed to carry. Make sure that all of your sins have been forgiven before you put on the armor. Sin represents filthiness. The armor protects us from evil. You didn't know that? So in the day, that's going to be a day that we have to have this arm on. We don't know what day he say in the day. And having done to all, stand. It then it says, stand therefore having your lines gird. Now, you need to go to Nahum chapter 2 verse 1 speaks about the same thing. And also Jeremiah chapter 117 speaks about the same thing. Amen. Uh Nahum, let's go to Nahum, Nahu, <laughs> Nahum, N-A-U-N-A-H-U-M, 2-1. For the Lord had turned away the excellency of Jacob as the examples of Israel, for the empires had entered them out and married their vine branches. In verse 3, the shield of his mighty men is made red. With valid men. That's a shield. That's a shield. Right there. That's a shield. Now, let's go to Jeremiah 117. Ah, 
Thou therefore gird up thy loins, and arise, and speak unto all thy commandments unto thee. Be not dismayed at the face, lest I confound thee before them. Gird up thy what lies. That's also in 1 Peter 1.13. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 14, the Bible speaks of girding up our lines. Let's look at 1 Peter 1.13. Wherefore, gird up the lines of your mind. Uh-oh. This is why your mind acting so crazy. You don't even gird up your mind. And the Bible says, Wherefore, gird up the lions of your mind. All that old thinking and anger. Be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So, you know, God can't even reveal revelation to you if you don't gird up your mind because you're thinking too much. Did you know that that's part of the armor, but it's not in Ephesians chapter 6? Verse 12, it doesn't say gird up your mind. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It says take the helmet of salvation, but it doesn't say gird up the lions. This is why you have to search for the scriptures as in hidden treasure. I, I studied this years ago, and the Holy Spirit is putting it up. So it says, wherefore, gird up the lion of your mind. So that's armor that I'm quite sure that you never, ever heard of before, but you heard it today. Amen? All right. Now, let's go... Two, it says, stand there for having your lions gird. If we just said load up your lions. We just said that in other, other uh, scripture. In First Peter, don't forget that now. We said that in First Peter. We just said that. Please circle that. Amen? Circle it. Now, let's go to... Ah, have it on the breastplate of righteousness. There's another breastplate of righteousness in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 8, that you may need to connect that with. But let us who are of the day be sober. Notice this being sober. That means constantly be on alert spiritually. Ain't talking about drinking. It said be this ain't got a, this is a spiritual book. Be sober. Constantly watch for the devil. Notice that that same word is in first Peter five seven. So be careful with words and watch them. Because the Lord is trying to show you something out the, out the scriptures. First Peter five eight, it says be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion. So if you're not sober, the adversary is going to come at you. And that's part of having your armor on, is to be sober. Now, we see this in 1 Thessalonians 4, 8. Putting on the breastplate of faith. Uh-oh. Now, didn't we say earlier that you have to pray in the Holy Ghost to build up your most holy faith? You can build up your holy faith to apply the armor of God on you that you can't see. Amen? 
Okay, we're going to go piece by piece. Let's go to Isaiah 59, 17. Arm of God is showing different varieties of scriptures that say the same thing, although it's not in the book of Ephesians. Isaiah 59, 17. Fifty nine seventeen. For he put on righteousness as a breastplate. Now watch this. And a helmet of salvation upon his head. And he put on the garments of the vengeance for clothing and was clad in zeal as a cloak. That's armor. That's right out of the book of Isaiah. Notice it says, breastplate and helmet of salvation. Then in Ephesians 6, 17, it only doesn't say breastplate. It just says helmet of salvation and the sword. So now you've got the breastplate, and you can add that to the sword. See, you can pull all your weaponry out the Bible. Man, this is a powerful book. <laughs> it's amazing to learn spiritual things at this book. Now, Ephesians 6.15, and your feet shot it with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Now, there is an armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left hand, which is in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 7. The Bible speaks of armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left hand. That's not in Ephesians 6.12, but that's also in 2 Corinthians 6.7. The Lord gave me all these scriptures. 2 Corinthians 6.7. And then there's the armor of light. That's, that's, that's an armor. That's not in Ephesians 6.12, the armor of light. And that's in Romans chapter 13, verse 12. Then we got the breastplate of righteousness in Ephesians 6.14. Then we got the breastplate of faith in 1 Thessalonians 5.8. A breastplate of love, 1 Thessalonians 5.8. We also have arrows we can use. Arrows of the Lord, they're spiritual. That's in Psalms 38, verse 2. That's also in Psalms chapter 45, verse 5. We have the shield of truth, which is in the book of Psalms, chapter 91, verse 4. Then we have the shield of truth and buckle, Psalms 91, verse 4. We also have the feathers of God we can use, Psalms, chapter 91, verse 4. God has feathers. God has wings, too. The wings of God in Ruth, chapter 212, Psalms, chapter 36, verse 7, and Psalms, chapter 61, verse 4. We have the shield of salvation, which is in Psalms 18, verse 35, Psalms, chapter 3, verse 3, Psalms, chapter 5, verse 12. Psalms, chapter 28, verse 7. Psalms, chapter 33, verse 20. 
We also have God's shield, which is not in the book of Ephesians. But God has a shield that is in Psalms chapter 144, verse 1. Let's just read that one real quick. Psalms 144, verse 2. I'm sorry. There's a lot of armor in the Bible. But uh, thou money cometh, you ain't going to get that from thou money cometh unto me. Bunch of bull foolishness. I hate that prosperity gospel. We've got people looking for gold and stuff. You can't eat nothing. They can't carry none of it with you. It's foolishness. Psalms 144, verse 2. My goddess and my fortress, my high tower and my deliverer, my shield. You got a high tower. You got a shield in whom I will trust whom subdueth my people under me. There's a shield. Do you know you have lightning too? You can use spiritual lightning. Oh, yes. I have done lightning with demons and knocked the daylights out of them. I heard them guys that body didn't hurt the person. It isn't, they, I hit him so hard, and he, he, he starts shaking. He said, I got to get out of here. I can't handle that. I said, get on out. I put some lightning on you. That's in Psalms chapter 144, verse 6. Cast forth lightning and scatter them. Shoot out thy arrows and destroy them. It's a lot of armor we got. We don't need to be bucking behind the devil. Most of us defensive. Most of us don't even want to go through a trial. You always want to complain and talk to a person about your problem. You don't want to get on your knees and pray. You want to talk to somebody, and they, and they got to listen to your mess. Listen, grow up. Put this armor on. There's another shield of God, Psalms chapter 18, verse 35. There's another shield, Psalms chapter 84, verse 11. Another shield, Psalms 114, verse 9, verse 10, and verse 11. The sword, that's in the Bible. Matthew 10:34. The sword of the Spirit is in Ephesians 6:17, Revelation 1:6, Revelation 1:6 again, Revelation 1:6 one more time. Revelation chapter 2.16, so you can write it down. These are the swords of the Spirit. Revelation 2.16. Isaiah 1.20. Isaiah 20. Isaiah 1.20. Jeremiah 23.29. Psalms chapter 7, verse 12. Isaiah chapter 11, verse 4. Exodus chapter 5, verse 3. Ezekiel, chapter 35, verse 5, and Revelation 2.16. Again, the sword of the Spirit is not only in Ephesians, but in other scriptural references as follow: Matthew 10.34, Ephesians 6.17, Revelation 1.16, Revelation 2.16, Isaiah 120, Jeremiah 23, verse 29, Psalms 7, verse 12, Isaiah 11, verse 4, Exodus 5, 3, Ezekiel 35, 5, and Revelation chapter 2, verse 16. Not resistant to sin of the flesh, 
Sin caused separation from God. It allows Satan to give influences and sometimes even control. Sin hinders the power that combats us with Christ. If we know sin, we must confess sin and not let sin get under the cloak of your armor. In 1 John 1, 9, the Bible says, if we confess our fault, he's just and able to forgive us for all unrighteousness. Always ask the Lord to forgive you. The righteous will fall seven times. Get back up, put your armor back on. Amen? Indulging in the sins of the flesh, as recorded in Galatians 5, 19 through 21, hinders the power of God that you have and weakens your armor. We must lay aside weight. We don't need to put an arm and put other weight on top of armor. Sin brings weight. That's in Ephesians 12.1. Lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnared us. Now, when you don't have no knowledge of God, you're going to be less in understanding of the armor of God because now I'm showing you by Scripture, by Scripture, by Scripture, by Scripture, there are other armors in the Bible. I pray that this is a good lesson that you can see that you can study like this too and get this information. You have to have knowledge. Amen? Okay. Now, and you should know the truth, and the truth should make you free. Stick with scriptures. Keep the mind of Christ to have the arm of God on. Amen? Now, don't allow the spirit of error to increase and get into your spirit where it will deplete your armor. Put the arm of God on. Build up yourself on your what? Most holy faith, the Bible says. It says pray in the Holy Ghost. Amen? Now, Ephesians 6.15 says, And your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel. That's spiritual warfare. Because where you go is God's going to go. And your feet got to be preparated with the gospel. If not, you'll be having another gospel in you. And there is another gospel, 2 Corinthians 11, 3, 4, and 5. Amen? Keep the breastplate of righteousness on you. Make sure that you prepare it with that. Amen? How do you respond to the fiery darts of Satan, the thoughts? the worrying, the fear, the anxiety, the depression, the loneliness. Those are thoughts. Is the helmet of salvation. Excuse me? <laughs> and take the helmet of salvation, which is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. You have to take that helmet of salvation and quote the scriptures to the devil and see he leave. Praying always with all prayers and supplication in the spirit, and watching thereunto with all preservations and supplications for all saints. God against negative thinking. God against criticism in your thought life. That's not the armor. You got the armor going, you got the head of salvation, you got stuff coming out. You got to take your arm off and get an arm say, I rebuke you. You get away. I got my arm on. Don't come in here with my fleshly mind. That Colossians 2.19. That fleshly mind, man, start interpreting things for you. See, when you're in a soul, it's very impossible. It's, it's very difficult if you had an arm of God on, especially if you're anger, if you got bitterness in your heart. How you going to have an arm of God on? You're angry. That's your soul in the way. You got armor on, but you're not letting it be used because of your emotion. When we emotionally attached to things, that's when we fall into sin. God against this type of sin, 
Seek to control your mind by the mind of Christ. It is important to protect our minds from all kind of thinking. Do not let any evil thought come into your mind. Amen? Now, when you take the helmet of salvation, take the helmet of salvation, which is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Helmet and sword work together. Helmet and sword work together. Helmet and sword work together. The sword of the spirit. The sword of the spirit is our offensive weapons in spiritual warfare. Satan will make every effort to undetermine and to destroy our confidence in the sword, which is the word of God. The church must defend the inspired scriptures against legalism, prosperity message, money coming, smooth gospels. Scriptures is not God's word. It must be purified by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Teachers who have abandoned this have compromised the word of God and allow Satan to operate in the church or churches that govern believers. The attitude of Jesus and the apostles toward God inspired word is to destroy its power, to rebuke or to correct, to redeem, to heal, to drive out demons, and to overcome all evil. To deny scriptural absolute trustworthiness in all it teaches is to deliver ourselves into the hand of the devil. If you don't believe in the scriptures of what you say, I doubt if you're going to believe that you have the arm of God on. God wants us to put the arm of God. He wants us to take that helmet of salvation. You can also go to Psalms 140 verse 4 with that helmet of salvation. Don't forget Psalms 140 verse 7 with the helmet of salvation. You know that the sword can reach your soul, according to Jeremiah 14? Some of us need to have the word cut our soul, because our soul really gets in the way of the arm of God. Your natural feelings, how you think, hey, listen to me, you know, you're angry, you want to get your point across, there's no way you got your arm of God on. Impossible. It just ain't going to work, because you're in the flesh. So, this is something that we have to work on by faith, Amen. Now you have the armor, put it on. I pray that you learned something uh, today concerning the arm of God. I will say this to you. It is impossible to have the arm of God on if you are in anger, bitterness, unforgiveness, malice, strife, contention, bitterness, loneliness, Depression, sadness, cruelty, these things weigh you down. And then you got the armor on. But the armor, our armor spirits is not heavy. But sin's armor is heavy. God bless you. Repeat this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, I come in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. I ask that you forgive me for all my sins, known and unknown. Come into my life, Lord. Become the son of God. Live in me. I trust your word. Give me the Holy Ghost and the power of speaking in tongues. Let me stand in your presence to study your word this day. I give you my life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you've said that, contact me. The Lord is moving on me to call for altar calls like this every time I get off on air. Never done it before in 15 years, but the spirit moves. I pray that this has been 
a blessing to you. You can come join us at 646-378-1857 for questions and answers about the arm of God. Please sow a seed to keep us on air. I pray that the Lord will move upon your heart. I want to thank all those who've given. And um, I'm going to go back to my PayPal. When I find out someone gives, I'm going to take the time to say thank you. I'm so busy. I, I, I want to thank Jack, a brother named Jack, who sent some money. God bless him. I want to thank Brother Paul, those who continue to serve uh, with this ministry through their finances. God bless all of you. And I pray that this has been a blessing to you. If you'd like to give this ministry, go to www.livedeliverance.com. On the lower left-hand side of our website is a PayPal icon. You can also go to www.livedeliverance.com at the top where it says GoFundMe. Shalom, come to the room right now, 646-378-1857. We're going to let those get that's in our radio station go ahead on, and we're going to get back up with the sermons that we had today. Shalom to you, and God bless. Stand by. Okay, those who are in our www.livedeliverance.com, thank you so much. We're going to go back with Dr. Derek Prince. Thank you. Okay, uh, we're going to have questions and answers. We got one song. We got a lot of people in Dr. C. Hill, Hill Moore, Good Evening, Montgomery, Thorburn, Jackson, Wallaby, McNugget, and Hillgore. God bless you. We're going to get ready to have one song, and then we're going to come for questions and answers. Amen. Hope you've been blessed this afternoon. And I got this one song I want to get. All right, and here we go. John Durden, you got the mic. <clears throat> Thank you. Hey, I really appreciate this, uh, the teaching and the, the session tonight, um, especially dealing with the, with the arm of God. 
Because that, you know, running those listings down, you know, because when we were in seminary, we weren't taught about all that stuff that the Holy Spirit got you teaching about. And so, I mean, I find that quite interesting. I got all the scriptures you gave, and those scriptures dealt with um, negative thinking, fleshly, fleshly thinking, being controlled by your mind, how you think, uh, that we need to put on the helmet of salvation and so forth. And you gave some more talking about the helmet of salvation. You broke that down. That was really good and helped us to deal with our anger, bitterness, and and uh, our sadness and whatever uh, vengeance we want to do, all that's mind work. And we need to learn to recognize that uh, we have to decipher who's speaking. Is it a demonic spirit or is it really your spirit? Because the mind, many of the times when you're from your mind, your mind's dealing with the thoughts that come into it. And the majority of the times what comes into your mind is, is more demonic more so than fleshly. So we need to watch and monitor what we think. And so what I did was I listed all those scriptures that dealt with spiritual warfare and the arm of God, you gave. And so if I go to bed at night, we want to look up all those scriptures for the deal with <clears throat> deal with the man of Christ and the arm of God, which we need. And you can if if you go into the military, the first thing they go do they will teach you how to what? To deal and use and and work with those weaponry. How to make you strip a gun and put it back together. And in many cases, you have to put the weapon back together blindfolded. So this is what that kind of led to, is kind of lead us to how we can do uh, defense and what it really means about putting on the arm of God. Appreciate it, brother. Okay, we're going to be going into Broad Talk Chat, Tex, Reverend Dickinson, Docs and Dalmore, Higginbottom, John Turnipseed, Admiral Jackson, Pilgore, Leroy Hudson, T.C. Montgomery, we're going to be going into the Blog Talk Chat text as soon as we hang up. God bless everyone, and shalom, brother John. I'll call you back for Blog Talk Chat text. Amen. <laughs> 